Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Weekly. And today we're we're continuing on with our top 50 board games of all time. We're looking at our numbers 20 through 11. So thanks for joining us for episode number 49. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed in black and white and red all over. What are you, Dean? Newspaper. A sunburned zebra. You really were a newspaper, but I had to like... You had to change it. Well, I knew there were other ones, like an embarrassed penguin and stuff, and I'd literally just Google it because I couldn't remember those. You Googled it that fast? Yeah. Oh, like before we started the episode. Yeah, yeah. I was like, from the time that I answered to the time that you changed your answer, you Googled. That's impressive. Actually, my name is Johnny Lightning because I'm just like this. And that was like, that was, I just like, I just Googled the whole world and have all the information on the whole world right now. That's how long, it, how fast it is. What's up, John? So <laughs> the reason that you're, that you're Dean newspaper, you're dressed as a newspaper is because we're thinking about, seriously thinking about, and I'm Johnny Weekly going to a weekly podcast because newspapers don't come out every day. They come out once a week. Yeah, that's right. Who wants the news every day? That's too much. That's too much news. Yeah. We get the news like, I mean, open up the Twitters, whatever. We get the news by the minute, by the second nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's too much. Nobody wants that much news. They want the news once a week. What if it was board game news? Would you want minute by minute updates on board games we can get that too fairly like pretty much but twitter and board game geek news that comes out that's daily but actually multiple times a day well i don't like so much news as you had thus said before (laughs) what (laughs) i don't like so much news because most news is bad news it seems like it's sensationalized you know board game news is not bad no well some of it is it can be I saw a new cover for an Alexander Fister game. Oh. You're pumped about that. Oh. We're not talking about news, Man, though. Not I'm yet. You what. But I'm also teeing Dean up to talk about something that he so wanted to talk about real quickly. So we're considering doing a couple different segments. So if we're going to go to a weekly format, uh, we want to shake things up from episode to episode. Um, and we want your feedback on this Yeah, we want your feedback on this. So, so a couple of the things that we talked about is addressing different uh, a few different news topics this would be an every other week thing it wouldn't be on every single episode um but you know like a new alexander fister game that comes out that we might be excited about just a quick chat yeah a quick chat about some new things that are available so that's one thing we're considering another thing we're considering is asking questions to you all for us to answer board game related questions and again that would be does it have to be board game Mm, yeah really (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I also don't want to open it up to a bunch of nonsense either. Let John would. I am Johnny Nonsense. All right. John's going to start his new, his own podcast where he can just Johnny Nonsense. There you go. You already got a name for it. Have you followed Macaulay Culkin like on Twitter and stuff like that and seen his bunny ears just total nonsense? No. Okay. That just you should, he just you should he just popped up in my newsfeed because he's a, he does the uh, what's that Freddie Prince Jr. 
YouTube channel where he covers covers board games, plays through board games. Yeah, that's what made me think about it too, because he played uh, Catan or something, didn't he? Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, he plays. He's played several times on this. There, is board game related, folks? It is. It is. It's true. <laughs> and there's a board game called Home Alone. So there's that. What if we got him on our podcast or on YouTube to play Home Alone with us? That would be. I don't think I could handle it, dude. We would be so. <laughs> we would be so rich. I just don't think I could do it. I don't think oh, I, I would love it. it. Uh, what have if you, I have maybe you seen I would, his book? I'm gonna hit him on the twitters. It's nonsense. We would have to probably bleep out since we're family friendly a That's lot right. of what he says. That's right. Yep. All right. Okay. So the, the couple, the two things that we're looking for. One is doing a news segment, and another one where we're doing a a, a mailbag kind of thing. Um, we we're gonna go ahead and and you know kind of push through some of this we might not you know we might not have it last but we're going to test out a few different things as we're moving forward here in the next really the next couple months because this is going to be something that's new to us but we don't want it to be like one really good episode and one kind of stale episode so yep. we want to have some good segments we want it to all be fire baby yeah yeah and meet you and dean's going to post in the beat in the guild if you're not in our guild 3407 feel free to message us on twitter Go on Instagram and send us a direct message. Seriously, we like to we'd like to know what you think about it. Like if you if you're like yes, we like the idea of now the short the episodes that are weekly are going to be shorter. We're going to try to keep them roughly around an hour. Correct. So would do you like that? Or if you're like no, I hate that. I really want you to keep doing what you're doing. Then let us know. You know. Yeah, we want your feedback. We want your and feedback. All that jazz. And we, speaking of which, so with the mailbag thing, uh, we we want you to go ahead and send questions in if you have them. Again, send them about anything. We, you know, we might have to filter some out, some of the nonsense out. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> but send in whatever you want to send in, and um, that's Meepletown, uh, Meepletown Mail is where we want you to send that. MeepletownMail at gmail.com. Just send your questions there, and we'll we'll work on getting that sec that segment done. We don't know when that's going to happen because we need to get kind of a, a a little bit of a backlog of questions. But that's true. You could also send your thoughts to Meepletown Mail if you want to at gmail.com. I was saying all that about Instagram and Twitter and all that. It might have been simpler just to give an email. Yeah. MeepletownMail at gmail.com. That's it. All right. You, you mean just share something else that's pretty exciting for is you? Is this a joke? No, no, no. This okay. is good for you. Right. So, you know, last week we mentioned someone had uh, recently, Bird Nerd, gave us a, a good rating. And so guess what? We got, we got another, another one, one, baby. All right. It's just, it's contagious. Okay. This is from Nick Hayes. Nick Hayes. Nick Hayes. Hayes. He's, Nick, Nick has commented on some board game geek, mm, mm, mm. Uh, our, our guild in the past. This is, oh, so we, this is, this new segment is called Rate the Rating. This is where we review the review of the reviewers. All right. So and we're really always dramatic. So voice. we're always on, we're always on top. We, we are, we are in the power position and we will not give it up no matter what. What is happening? We are, no one will stop us. Meebletown is, uh, John and Dean will be. No, 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 no. I don't want my name included in oh, this you're, nonsense. We'll be number one. You cannot, if you rate a rating of the rating of the rating, we will then rate that. So this is never ending and I will never stop. So we're going to rate this? Absolutely. We, okay. are. we, we rated it last time. Are, is this a bad one? No. Okay. Let's hear it. Five stars. Five wow. Okay. They give us five stars. All right. Nick gave us five stars. Who's their favorite? All right. Did they say if that? you were here right now, this is what it says. All right. If you were here right now, you would see me wearing Catan socks, meeple slippers, and dice pajamas. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah. That's, awesome. that's why I wanted to do this. Great job, Nick, on this. This that's was great. great. Not really, but you would see me writing a review of one of my favorite board game podcasts. I love Meeple Town. 
and try not to miss an episode. The camaraderie between John and Dean is great, and their friendship... Can you hold my hand while I read this? I'm not going to do that. And good-natured ribbing of each other is one thing that makes this podcast so much fun to listen to. I'm, I am rubbing his computer right now. I just want you to know that, Meeple Town, because he won't let me hold his hand. I just don't understand why you have to make things so weird. It's just now here's here's where the rating could drop for me just a okay. little, okay? All right, let's hear it. Um, they talk about board games and card games, news and reviews. I find that my tastes generally align more with Dean. Oh, yeah. I like this guy. But I like hearing John's thoughts, too. Sometimes a surprise, so so forth. Do you so feel on. like maybe he felt the need to add that in there, even if he didn't really feel that way? That See, I want to rate this five out of five stars, but I'm thinking about going four out of five because he like his taste aligned to yours. Okay, but if you give a, give it a four out of five and I give it a six, <laughs> then <laughs> actually, then we're looking at it's pers- still receiving the royal seal, right? Here's the, the thing: seal. It's personal taste, Nick. You're allowed to like what you like. Five out of five stars for me, baby. Oh, yeah. That was just joking. Good job, Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go through Nick's collection right now. He On, on his Board Game Geek uh, page, it says, like your little banner or whatever, it says Cult you of the... You talk about me being creepy? You're, you're stalking Nick through BGG. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it says Cult of the Old on his banner, so I'm guessing he's got that? some really good old games on here, or he feels like he's very old. Maybe. Who one, knows? One or the other. Who knows? You want to see what his favorite game is? Go for it. Abyss. Never played it. Yep. Me either. I really want to, though. And this one, this is a game that's that's up there with the one that I would probably really like. Talisman is a game that he has on here. I like Talisman, but I, I've only played the app version of it. Seems like it would be a very long game. He's got a good choice. He's got a good list here. I like it. Excellent. All right. So the next thing before we get to our polls, one more thing. No, let's do our poll first. I decided to throw this out, Dean. Uh, Dean has an idea what this is, but I wanted to have a real quick conversation about this. I purposely don't look at the poll, typically, unless the, it was the 80s poll, because I was voting on it. But I, I never look at the results, and often I don't even look to see what the question is. So this is board game related, so okay. you'll be happy. And those out there who hate our polls that aren't board game related will rejoice in the streets. Have you attended any of the virtual board game cons? If so... Let us know your thoughts in the comments. So ignore the second part, I guess, for this. Meepletown, Dean, do you think Meepletown has attended board the virtual game cons? And what per- obviously some have. Yeah. I mean, you could say zero, but no, I think I could be thrown I, off. I definitely think some have, but I think the majority is a no. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe seventy thirty. Not a bad guess. Okay. Eighty. 119. Okay. So a huge chunk of y'all out there have not attended any of the virtual board game cons. Now, I guess a great follow-up question would be how many actually go to real cons? Because, but the reason I wanted to ask this question was because anyone can go to these, right? Correct. For the most part. Like, they've made these easily accessible, often free, right? Almost always free? I think always. Yeah, I think almost always free. So, like, the only barrier is, I mean, I know we have, people are busy and we have time to do stuff, but there's not much of a barrier to attend these, but still only 19% of people are going to these. That's, 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 I'm interested that's to know, interesting. maybe they mentioned this in the comments, but how many of them, how many of them have never been to a con and wanted to use this as an opportunity to kind of 
dip their toe in the water. I know it's not really the same at all, but I, I really am interested to know that. But you, did anyone comment on that? So some people did comment on this. So let me just give a few comments. So Luke Hector, the broken meeple, says they can be good, but it's no substitute for face-to-face interaction. Um, plus, it's a long time to spend sitting at your PC yes. when you have other things to do and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah that's that's the whole, you know, that... <laughs> It's even like the challenge that you have from work from home, right? Like you have all these other things that you can do. You got to be really focused and really want to do it, to do it. And that's part of, you know, when you go to a con, you're, that's, you're, you can po- focus all your attention on It's like on a that. retreat. Yeah, you that's just, exactly right. You focus right. all your attention on... Some people, some yeah. people call it summer camp, but you mm-hmm. you don't have any, you don't have work, you don't Outside have kids or anything that are pulling your attention. Your wife your attention. saying, hey, can you help me get the groceries in? And you're like, I'm in the middle of a game. Oh my goodness! So that's how I, is that how I talked to my wife? I hope not. That's not how I talked. Especially to my when wife. she was just asking for your help. That's no, ridiculous. I'm just like, hey, sweetie, baby. Oh yeah, of course I'll do that. I mean, anything you want, baby. Yeah, there we go. That's more creepy, John. That we're looking for, <laughs> <laughs> sweetie, baby. <laughs> sweetie, baby. Uh, all right, so that's that's Luke. That's what Luke said. Um, uh, Meeple's corner. So here we go. They said I was planning to attend Gen Con online, but the closer it got to the event, the less enthusiastic I became. I ended up watching the presentations I was interested on YouTube instead of watching them live in the, in the middle of the night. That's a great response because that's been pretty much my my response to these. I have had zero interaction with any of this. Besides besides when we, we did played, the Origins thing. That's and, what I was going to bring up. Because for me, it, it was I was interested. When we did the Origins thing, uh, uh, what was it? Feed, Feed the, the Kraken. Kraken. We played yeah. Feed the Kraken with some people that were interested in the game, and we had already played it, so we were helping you know the game go along. I was interested that there were, I don't know, maybe three or four people that were just there just to check out the game, and yeah. they had been, they had played like 30-something games, yep, and they yep. were just testing out the different games that were coming out. Yep. You know? So I like the idea. I think it's cool, but it's just... And it's not that they're poorly executed, probably. It's just that it's, you know, like what Luke said. I don't want to sit in front of the computer for hours. I just don't like playing games online either. But yeah. here's the thing. And, and then I contradict myself in saying that Feed the Kraken was a stinking blast. Yeah. But could you have played another, like, two-hour game after that in the same format? Even a no. game that you really liked. I was, I, I was exhausted. I don't think I would have either. Like, I, yeah. I was really impressed by the people that played, like, I think they. I think somebody said they played like thirty games or something. That's crazy, crazy. like that. That's crazy. Yeah. It it does seem like it would be really nice for like solo folks who or people who you know don't have a spouse or their spouse isn't married. I mean, their spouse isn't married. <laughs> doesn't like board games, you know. And you feel, or you don't have roommates or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. you feel like you're the only one in your home, um, or you're the only one in your home that enjoys playing games, especially with COVID. It could be a great out for that. Sure. Yeah. But yep. because I have someone to play games with me, or several people that I can play, it it doesn't doesn't really intrigue me that much. And I and I've said something to Dean multiple times, like Dean, we should be doing these to let people know about Meeple Town, and we're just unenthusiastic. We just can't get about motivated it. about it. Yeah, I know it's it's really and it would really help Meeple Town, I think. But we're just unenthusiastic about it. Um, a couple more. I'm just going to mention real quick. Um, Karen says she was glad to have the option to attend virtual cons, although it's not the same during the pandemic. It's a good alternative. 100% agree. I yeah. think it is. I do. I just can't get super excited about it, but I, I think it's great to have the option. Then finally, um, a 2020 says um, it feels like there's a complete lack of excitement, enthusiasm, atmosphere around these online cons. No matter the industry, just doesn't work, which is strange because E3 has mass fervor online, which is very true. 
I guess it's slightly different, though. Because they always do, right? They do, and they're always announcing big things with E3. Like, yeah. It's always these huge announcements, and I don't know if that's happening as much, right? Uh, okay. I mean, there are some the announcements. one I can think of is uh, Fantasy Flight Games. They did their in-flight report at Gen Con, and they do that every year. They do this big live production, and it's it's a big deal. So this year, they did that online, and I missed it slightly. So I watched it like an hour after it came out, and it was well done. Um, and I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I can't really think of many other ones that, that, you know, where that happened, where that news came out. Of course, there's all, there's, there's is one I'm always looking forward to, you know, like I'm always looking forward to seeing their in-flight report to see other new stuff because I'm really interested in their games. So I guess for me, that would be the exception outside of that. I don't, I don't like, it's hard for me to even keep up with what games are, our new releases sure, and what's yep. you know coming coming to Kickstarter. It's been really difficult doing things this way for me. Yep. There you go. So that's it. Yeah, that's a good question. I like that. Thank you. I just thought it would be an interesting quick topic. The last quick topic we're going to discuss before we get into our top list here, and we're doing twenty to eleven, so big time games right now, is a new segment that I'm going to call "What the Kids Say." what the kids say guarantee the kids don't do that and this is going to be a really quick segment hey let us know your feedback on this because we did the whole yeet thing um this was brought up by someone um by you no 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 by brandon i believe (laughs) who who asked a question a, a legitimate question um on YouTube, right? It was YouTube, right? And he had said i hear you both saying i'm hype a lot and he said, I've never heard that said. I've heard someone say I'm hyped or I'm hyped up about X, Y, or Z. Um, one to know, is this a regional thing or whatnot? And so uh, here's, the, here's the, the discussion about this. I'm hype is, you can actually Google it. And I had told him you should Google it. At least in Tennessee, but I don't think this is regional, Dean. Can I go get a snack right now? Is, is I'm hype is absolutely what the kids say nowadays. What do you think? That's what I hear. All right. But I, I feel like that's Dean's what whole job is working with college students. I don't, I don't know if, <laughs> by the way, if my college students know, cause they don't listen to this. If they know that I'm having a conversation about what the kids say, they would be shaking their heads right now. I know like, it's awesome because they know We're dads, that I, they know that I don't know what they're saying. Yep. The only thing I know is when they teach me things. And some of the times I think that they're making things up just so that I'll say it and they'll laugh at me behind my back. Dean taught me a new one we may talk about further. I don't want to talk about it now because I was like, really? I had not heard it. And then I brought it up with, you know, some college students like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like everyone knows. Yeah. So I asked my 22-year-old cousin this question. We were having lunch the other day. and said, hey, man, just, you know, I, I say I'm hype. I've heard people say I'm hype. Uh, someone asked the question about, is it I'm hyped, like I'm hyped up about something. And if I said, hey, man, I'm hyped about this, he just started smiling and laughing. He said, yeah, everyone would know you're a dad. It is definitely I'm hype. No question about it. So anyway, that's a 22-year-old uh, Tennessee person. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty hip, right? Yeah, he is. Like He was like, he's he like, knows. yeah, if you said I'm hyped about this, he said that sounds like a 40-year-old dad. Did people say hip? He busted out laughing. Hip? Hyped. No, but do people say like just say hip? He's hip. That's like, what the that's what the old people say. They're like hip, yeah. hip. My hip is going out. 
That's good. That's good, John. Hey, how about that? Um, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to move on from this nonsense. This, that's it. That's okay, it. I know we need to get in our top 10, but I've got to just say this, John. All right, listen to this. Cloud Age. Okay, I'm jumping into a news piece. Okay. Cloud Age is the new Alexander Fister game that they announced. I sent you the picture of the box, and John was like, this looks amazing. All right, now listen to this description. And it's just based on a picture of a box. Right. It's a mix of engine building, deck building, and resource management. Which sounds like him. I'm not going to read all of that because we might come back to this in oh, a, this a, a new story. Game? It is a capstone game. Uh, Fister says that it's lighter than Great Western Trail and Maracaibo and mm. heavier than Isle of Sky, making the game something like Kenner Spiel Plus in his words. So mm. he's, already, he's already calling it. He's saying, I'm going to win the Kenner Spiel. I'm a little disappointed in that statement. So Why? Who cares how heavy a game is if it's fun? I mean, I I know, but like, I don't feel like... Did you say it was lighter than Great Western Trail? Lighter than Great Western Trail and Maracaibo. I just don't feel like those games are like that heavy. Maracaibo has got a lot going Uh, on. Maracaibo, maybe. Like, if he said lighter than Maracaibo, I'm fine with that. But Great Western Trail is not that... We'll see. But the, the theme... I'm not a theme guy, but the theme looks dope. Okay, let's let's look at this. I don't want to spend. I know we're spending too much say. time on this. Uh, Great Western Trail is weighted a three point seven one. Okay, three point seven one. I'm not going to look at Maracaibo. I'm going to assume it's higher. Three point seven one. Isle of Sky is weighted. Wait for it. Two point two three. So somewhere between there. So it could be if we're taking an average. This would be your. We're looking sweet at spot. about a three. Like you said, you yeah, said that that's, that would be this more could in be my your sweet, sweet spot. spot. Yeah. That three. Two to two and a half. Wow, I could win this game against you. (laughs) That's probably right. I'm I'm excited about this. I'm going to look more into this, and maybe we'll talk about this when we talk about some news at some point. I'm a little less excited after he said that. I mean, maybe maybe my favorite game of all time, y'all. Yeah, I'm interested. It may be. We okay after we get done with our top fifty, and then we can move on. People have already rated this. Should we talk about that? I want (laughs) no. (laughs) I want to. I want to do an an average of our weight. I know I know with confidence mine is lower. I'm like 165. Probably significantly lower than yours. How much do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> weight of games, a little bit more than 165. Um, weight of games. I'm I'm interested to see where we're at. I think I'm probably somewhere around like 2.8 or something and you're probably like 3.3. Probably. If I had to guess, which is a significant difference. Maybe even higher than that actually. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but there's a lot of games that aren't... Yeah, I don't know. We're going to do that. I don't know. Okay, we'll do it. All right, let's do it then. Time to get on to our top 50. We're looking at 20 through 11. 20 through 11. It's time to go to heaven. All right, time for part four of our top 50 games. All righty, let's do it, man. So that means I'm starting off today, right? You are. That is correct. All right. So this one was one that I flip-flopped, flip-flopped last uh, week with Pulsar. Yeah, it was Pulsar is what it ended with, right? Is that right? Is that what it ended with, Dean? I think so. Sure. Uh, and I, I did. I, I called an audible, and I'm second-guessing the audible still, but who cares because it's just back-to-back. My number 20 – what number am I on? 20. Sorry, my my list, y'all, my list got royally messed up. And I'll talk about it here later on. That's why I, that's why I'm saying that. So my number 20 is a very classic, super classic game, Uwe Rosenberg, Agricola. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Agricola. By the way, from here on out, it's nothing but Uva games. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, <laughs> I, I kinda I, I kind of like went, uh 
All right, this was my number 24 last year, so it actually rose a little bit. How about that? I've had a lot of that have dropped, but this one actually rose. Um, Agricola is just... I said this in our live episode, that sometimes I like a game that bends me over and spanks me a little bit. I was hoping you would quote that again. And... You, that was sarcasm. No, it's it's truth. Um, but sometimes I don't. Like it's kind of funny that I have some other. I'll just go ahead and spill the beans. Uva games that are higher than this that are more open, and I generally like games being more open. But there's just there's there's just a special place in my collection. Like sometimes I just want to play a game where like wow, this is really tight. The worker placement spots are really tight. And what I like about Agricola most of all is the card play in this game. Is especially when you do the draft mode and like you're drafting these cards and you're like, how can I make these cards that I'm drafting work for me? And I just think that that's a blast. And this in the places on the board are pretty darn tight. I think this is just, you know, this is 2017 and it's still ranked 29 overall for a reason mm-hmm. because it's still just a really great game. Really great game. Weight is 3.6. That sounds higher than I expected. But it is really hard to be good at this game. It is. You, that, this is this it's is really one of those hard games to be where you have to play a ton to yeah. feel accomplished. I well, think. that's what happened with Agricola for me. I re- I enjoyed it the first several plays I remember, and then it fell for me for uh, a year or two. Like it wasn't even though I know I guess yeah yeah it just it fell for me and. I think it's because I just didn't realize the depth of play with those cards, you know? And then really realizing, wow, there's so much to this. And you have to be good to be good at this game. I like it, man. And I downloaded the app this year, and I've really enjoyed the app. Agricola is one of my oldest that's still left on the list. There you go. All right. Number 20. My number 20 is a game that you hate. It's a well, light, lighter game. This is a weight 2.27. Already hate it. Uh, it's a 2018 game by one of my favorite artists in the board game industry, Quan Chai Moria, who did Dinosaur Island and uh, Predaporte, did several different games. Cryptid. I don't... Okay, first of all, <laughs> 2.25 I just gave It's a Wonderful World, which is rated around there, like number 30-something, so that was a total joke. Cryptid is not a bad game. Oh, I know. I know you don't like... But, but like, Deduction's not your favorite, and so this doesn't, like... It's not a game that hypes you up. It's not, but I would, if you wanted to play it right now, I'd say, yeah, let's play it. Sounds good. Honestly. Yeah. So Cryptid is a, you know, I was totally kidding. It's a deduction game where you know, you're trying to find the cryptid. You're trying to find this, um, this creature, you know, a place where it could be as does everyone else around the table. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to narrow that down by gaining information about where their, their clues are. It's really unique. This is a very unique game. So you're trying to find out their clues, and that way you can narrow down where Blue's the cryptid clues? is. Blue's Clues. And <laughs> I love this game. You know, I always tell this story that the first time I played it, I thought it was cooperative, and I thought <laughs> we all won together. I celebrated. They all laughed at me. That's Idiot. In the past, yeah. It is Do not a cooperative game. This is a uh, competitive game. Really fun. I love this game a lot. My problem is I, it's hard to find a group that really loves this game. I've introduced people to this game that really like it. And I've introduced people that were like, that's eh, okay. Like, no, nobody really hates it, but does your wife like this game? She, she did. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not, you know, it's a three to five player game. And so it's not one that we can just pull out and play. Yeah. That is a challenge. There might be a two player variant of this. I'm not aware of, but I don't think I would like it as much at, at two anyway, but 
anyway, Cryptid, I really enjoy this one. That's my number 20. There you go. Number 20. Uh, I do need to clarify. My wife was listening to the last episode, and she said, you guys totally messed it up. Or maybe it was two episodes ago. said, the band in Diary of a Wimpy Kid was not exploding diapers, as you said, Dean, and I agreed with you. Explode. It's loaded diaper. Oh, oh yeah. And I said, you it are correct. So I needed to, I needed to go back, and in case people have been worried about that or were screaming at their radio, it is not exploding diapers or diaper. It's loaded diaper. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, that sounds much better. Loaded diaper. It's ex- pretty gross, though. Exploding diaper is much worse. <laughs> Both of them sound pretty not good, though. Yeah. I don't want any piece of that. I've had I've had a piece of that. Oof. Some exploding diapers in my day. Old man Dean. Old man Dean has changed a few of those exploding yeah, diapers. Yeah, I Oof. I have some stuff I want to say, but don't want to gross out the listeners. So, my number 19 is another classic, Dean. This is... I have started off numbers 20, my top 20. This is big time, you know? I love doing this. John's big time. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's big time to do our top 20 with a game that's weighted 2.33. Boom! Oh, Isle of Sky? No. Is it a Fister game or is it a Rosenberg game? And neither. Okay. It is ranked number 50 overall, and it does get higher weighted when you add expansions, for sure. And that is probably the greatest pure Carcassonne. drafting game of all time. Not Carcassonne. Seven Wonders. Okay. That's a pretty high. Were you pretty surprised that I got Seven Wonders up there? No, because I know how much you like it. But, but I've been playing it, it a lot lately, especially on the app. It's a surprise that you like this game as much as you do. It's not a surprise to me because I know that you do like mm-hmm. it so much, but this is, a, this is a great game, and I'm glad that you have it rated higher than... Um, it's a Wonderful World. It's a Wonderful World, yeah. yeah. It still is better than It's a Wonderful World for me, for sure. Uh, though I'm really be interested in trying that expansion for It's a Wonderful World out, but this is just uh, Antoine Bowser, pure card drafting. This game has been out since 2010. I remember the first time I played it. Literally, I remember the first time I played it. I fell in love with it. Um, but the more I play it, the more I just... I, I You know, I feel like it's just a really elegant game. An elegant game that pure fun you can play it really really quick you've got a draft and you've got to really pay attention to what you're whatever especially the people to your right and left have because you're getting resources from them buying resources from them potentially so they actually have to have the resource for you to do it you have to see what they're doing militarily you have to pay attention to whether they're going science or whether they're going wherever the blue cards are you know i have it so high i can't remember what it's called but you have to pay attention to that because if they're going for a lot of those do you need to go to stop them or do you need to go a different direction you got to pay attention to what's going on, man. It just feels real. It's smooth as butter. Hey, have you seen Great. Have you seen the new version of this? It looks good. It looks really good. It does. I like the art. Yeah, I do too. I, I like th- how they didn't just totally change. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just looks like a facelift. The graphic design on the cards is much better, I think. And it. I'm not going to do it. Like, I've already got everything. Not everything, but I have a lot of stuff for this. I'm, so I'm not going to go that direction. Okay. It's a possibility because I don't have, I don't own a ton of the experience a ton of the expansions. I think the thing that I like the most on this is I that probably you're not though. like when you're splaying the cards out, you're not like they're not angled. You know, you put them directly underneath each other. Oh, I didn't know all that. The symbolic- I haven't looked at it super deep. Z, Z, Gar- uh, Z Garcia from Dice Tower did a comparison video of the components. Yeah. Check it out. It's, it's really, really good. It's helpful, especially if you don't own this game and you're interested in a, like a game that plays up to seven. That's not a super long game. There is this is the game. Like there's no so question. Good. It's it's the game to get in that it's situation. It's so good. Yeah. And the only negative for me is that it plays best at three players plus and I don't. So duel is gets played more unless I'm playing in the app on my phone, which I play the app on my phone a lot of Seven Wonders. This one used to get to the table a ton with groups of 
seven plus. I mean, it's, it's a go-to gateway game for me. It, though I will say it is a little bit. It's a gate. I still feel like as a gateway, but it's one of the ones some people have the hardest time wrapping their mind around. Especially how like you have resources, yeah, but you don't lose them. Yeah, and people are like, "What? I can spend them every time." You know, that's that's some, can be kind of confusing. But anyways, that's my number nineteen. Seven Great wonders. Game. That was number twenty three on my list. My that actually probably rose, by the way, from me from the year before. I'm going to see where it's at. It was not on the list for me last year. Oh, it wasn't? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I so think I'd uh, left that What off. number was it for you? Uh, 23. It was just, I did this one last week. Yeah, so that's interesting, though, that a game could... It's weird, man. A game so old went from 41 up to 19 for me, and it went from nothing on to, 20, to 23 for you. That's kind of weird. Yeah, last year was a little bit harder. There were a couple games. Actually, I've got one this week that okay. wasn't on, not right now, but you'll see, that All wasn't right. on the list because I don't always think about them. All right, my number 19 is one that I'm pretty sure has already been on your list. I don't think this was on my list last year. Maybe it was. I don't remember if I played this, but that is Snedonia. Specifically, I'll say the Snedonia Deluxe Master Set. That was mm-hmm. your last week, two weeks ago? Snedonia Master Set was number... No, you got to watch out with numbers for me was 32 32 okay yeah so in this game i'm not gonna you know go through everything because john talked about this but it's pretty simple worker placement but you are clearing rubble off paths up to the different stations and you are building buildings on the stations that give you points you have these contract cards that are going to give you points when you complete the objectives on there you're building tracks that give you points there's this is a great game especially with the contract cards and mm-hmm. um, I, I just love it. I love that, that That's great. kind of you know engine building-esque kind of feeling to it. But when you add in the deluxe master set with all the good stuff that's in there, and I've not even like scratched the surface of everything that's in there, but it's great. I really enjoy this it's one. It's absolutely fantastic. I, I, I love it. There's so much in there. Um, like I told, said earlier, I love the worker placement aspect of how you're placing the workers, but you go from left to right um, on who gets to go first. So you might really want to build a station, but you don't have all the resources. But there's only one spot to build a state. You know what I mean? Or there's one spot left to build a station. You're like, oh, do I do this and risk the fact that someone's could take all those places to get those resources that I want? Mm-hmm. So there's some push your luck, actually. Or, you know, for it to close down by other players or the white That's right. that come out. Yeah, it's 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 got a little push your luck in there, and I, I like that about it. It's it's fun. I, I really like it. Yeah. And the resource management for like, you know, you're limited on resources. And if you're hoarding a bunch, that means the white cubes are going to come out faster. So there's, you know, there's lots of things to think about in this game. There is. That's your number 19. 19, Snowdonia. My number 18 is ranked 78th overall. And it was my number, this one fell just a little bit. It was my number 10 last year. Uh, Fell just a little bit to number 18 this year. A lot of it has to do with amounts of plays, but there's just some other games that I really love to put on my list. But this is such a fantastic game, and that game is Twa. And Dean got a chance to play Twa for the first time this year. So before I mention anything about it, how did you enjoy or not enjoy your... You've played it once? Yeah, I've just played it once, and it was good. I didn't I didn't love, love this game when I played it, but I think it's a game that I probably would love down the road yeah it's just everyone at the table had played the game and you know i i mentioned this in a podcast in the past but everybody kind of already knew the rules who who i gotta say this because i because not because of dean but because of another listener we played with you me jonathan and wendy Wendy. yep Mm -hmm. we played with jonathan 
hey, Jonathan, hey, who won this game, Dean? I'm guessing you since you're bringing this up. Daddy McPete won the game, baby. I beat Jonathan and I rubbed his face in it and I smeared it all in the mud. You know what's sad is that when I you, won two games against him at this time. When you win a game, like you remember it. I win so many games, John, I don't even know. Like I just I can't Listen, keep up with all First of all, I don't remember except for when it's against Jonathan. <laughs> I won. It's a wonderful world. And I think that con, I won like half the games I played against him, which that was like, you know, like we played four games, maybe. It was a glorious moment for me to win that. And it's a wonderful world against him. It felt so satisfying. I'm just stringing this out a little bit because I know he's listening and he's going, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh gosh. Twa. Twa. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so much fun. The player interaction is super high on this game because you can take other people's dice. I mean, you have to pay for them, of course. Also, you kick their little meeples out, and however many meeples you have in whichever district or section is how many dice that you get for that section. So, like, it's it can be mean. I mean, you could you could definitely definitely be a mean game, but it's got engine building, it's got stealing some folk dice and all that kind of stuff. It's a great game, awesome Euro. Twas number eighteen. Good pick, I think. Again, I want the to art is crazy more. good too. It is good art in this one. I like it. Uh, uh, a game where art is not great, <laughs> <laughs> I think. This is a 1995 game. Now listen to this. Whoa! I had played this what? game m- multiple times before last year, and for some reason, it was not on my radar to put on this list. I have no idea why. Because I love this game. I am really intrigued about, as to what you're gonna say here. Because it's. Because I don't know what this game is. 1995. Designed by Wolfgang Kramer. Kramer. Okay. Is this helping you out anymore? You got it? I should know it. Um, You've never played this game. It is straight up uh, area control. Like, that's the main focus of this one. And it's pretty pretty basic. There's also action selection in this one. You risk. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. El Grande. Jokes. El Grande. Okay. El Grande. So, in this game, you are you all have your cards and you're bidding for the position of the the other cards you're going to take but the interesting part is you can play a card that determines what order you're going to be able to take the action like pick the action selection cards mm-hmm. but if you pick a really good number you won't be able to get as many caballeros and many of these uh little meeples i might have the terminology wrong on this one i don't think so i think it's caballeros so you take your meeples and those are the meeples that you have to be able to place out onto the board and when you have a higher card that you've played, one that gives you more um, higher than somebody else, then you get mm-hmm. to pick your action before the other players. So it's a bidding system, and you select your action to do lots of different things, but mostly you're going to be putting out different people onto the board. Um, there's you know lots of different things that those those cards can do. So uh, the first time I played this game was at Tennessee Game Days. I played it. And, you know, at cons, oftentimes you're wanting to play as many different games as you can. Yep. I played this one and then had an opportunity to play a game with somebody later. I think actually it was Jonathan, now that you brought him up. And I said, hey, let's play El Grande. I never do that. I never say, let's play a game that I just played. We didn't get a chance to play it again that day, but I've played multiple times since then. I own this one. I, I love El Grande. I think this is a really, really fun game. You've been talking to me about playing. I've never played it. Yeah, you've said mentioned mentioned it many many times lately. It is a two to five player game. I don't know if I would play two players, and I don't know if there's different rules there. I think you have to have more, like a lot of area control games. You need to have more players. But I love this one a lot. There you go. Can't say anything about it because never played it. 
That's your number 18. 18. How about that? El Grande. All right, so my number 17, we are moving along. And my number 17 is a game that is new to me this year. And it's a game that is new to... Is this my number 17 or 18? Ooh. It's my number... No, it's 17. Sorry. <laughs> oh, numbers. Oh, boy. Sorry, man. I, I got a list that's jacked up. That When I click on it, it's in row 18. But next to it, it says 17. And it's really... I, I'm not going to do the way I did it this year, next year. Anyway, so my number 17 is new to me this year. It was it came out in 2013. It's by Stefan Feld. It's ranked 340 overall, but it needs to be ranked higher because it's a great game. Weighted at three. What is it, Dean? Amerigo. My number one Stefan Feld game right now. Okay. How about that? I'm, Amerigo. I'm pretty surprised that you don't have this one higher. But this is 17 overall. Mm-hmm. I, th- I really, really thought this really was going to be a top 10. Well, based on our first like player to this game that you and I had, mm-hmm. I thought this is going to be a top 10 game for John. It's got, it's a, mm, I wish those technology tiles and stuff, there were different ones. Like I, I would say it slightly gets samey. Yeah, this is a, this is an amazing game. I actually had this in my number 25. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meeple Town, if you don't realize, Dean just said, and we had to cut it out, that it didn't make his list. <laughs> You know how you have a brain lapse? I was actually thinking, I said Amerigo, but I was thinking Trajan in my mind. Because gotcha. Trajan is yeah. one that would be in my, like, you know, top I was going to say, 60, like, 70, something like that. You loved this. Amerigo was 25. I talked about it last week. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> it's a so great I feel game. much better. This, I mean, the action selection is just brilliantly fun. The tower and not knowing whether cubes might actually fall out or not, ever, or it's stuck for the rest of the game. And you're, there's some push your luck to that. Uh, I love the exploration aspect of this game. It feels so satisfying when you step step back and look at what you explored at the end of the game. It feels great when you finish those islands. He's doing the wailing, flailing arm man again. Uh, when you finish the islands and you go boom, boom, boom and get some points for those. And, oh man, this is a great game. This is a fantastic game. I, I totally I feel agree like it that. doesn't get enough credit. My only complaint about this one is that I wanted to have more technology tiles there's a queenie that offers that has more technology yeah, tiles. I, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's still that that really does take away from the replayability of the game. Yep, they need more. It does. Yep, I agree. I wonder. You think this might be one of the ones that they reprint? Not reprint, but re redo. I wondered. I wondered. You know, speaking of that, I guess we could have had a new section about Hamburg and saw more about that lately. But we'll, we'll talk about that in our new section. Yeah, we'll do it on at another time. But that's my number 17, Amerigo. Brilliant game. If you like Steffenfeld and haven't played this one, which I know there's there's actually quite a few people that I've talked to like, yeah, I haven't played that one. Y- yes. Now. Order it. Yeah. it's It might not be the prettiest game. No. Maybe that's why. And it's a huge box, which is a deterrent sometimes. But It's one of those that you I stick on top of my shelves because it takes up so much space. Dean's got a frog in his My throat. number 17 is... Roll for the galaxy. I mm. think you've talked about this one, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I've talked about it. You kind of had a little little scratch right there? there. No, right. I just I was just acting like you. 
Roll for the Galaxy is a dice game where you're rolling these dice behind your screen and then placing them out into the different action locations. It was 24 for me. Yes, I have talked about it. I didn't yeah, answer so that. So you Sorry. talked about a lot of the this already. Uh, I'm pretty sure you talked about this too, but the, the thing that really raises this game up for me is Rivalry, which is uh, mm-hmm. the, the most newest, the most... <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. Recent. There we go. The most recent expansion for this game. But even with Ambition, I think Ambition is a lot of fun with this one. It adds more the base game is a lot of fun though i like this one a lot um that's roll for the galaxy you can actually play this on board game arena as well and there's an app version that is coming out we did a video for the app version of this game i don't know if it's available yet i think it is i'm pretty sure this one is available this is one like seven wonders where you can knock a game out really quickly it's a lot of fun love this game roll for the galaxy yep i've already talked about it and it's it really is it's just it's a fantastic game uh, and I like also how quickly you can play that game. You know, it's you can you can you can roll through the galaxy pretty quick. Yeah, it says forty five minutes on BGG. I think with a two with a two player two player two which player which is how game, we play a lot. Two player game with people that know what they're doing. You can play this game in thirty minutes. Yep, I, I do think so. Yep. No problem. Yeah, it's a Bob. it's a great game. It's a great game. All right, that is your number seventeen. We're moving on to my number. I mean, that was your number eighteen. We're moving on to my number seventeen. Sorry. Is that right? No. That was your number 17. We're moving on to my number 16. There we go. Nailed it. I literally just wrote the numbers down by these, and I still screwed it up because on my spreadsheet, there are three numbers now on this. I think I'm I'm making it even worse by trying to solve the problem. My number 16 game is a game that was really high for me last year, Dean. I mean, it was through the roof. I think it was my number. Let's just just go to to the... my number four last year is now, it's still a great game, a game that I wanted to own for a long time, Dean, and I finally got to own it, and it slipped in my ratings. Because you, you shouldn't have got it. What is that? What game is this? I don't know. Expensive. An expensive game. Mm-hmm. Rail, uh, uh, Russian Railroads. Rails. Russian Railroads. Russian Railroads. Yeah. Um, I love Russian railroads. I love the satisfaction that you get as you're moving the black railroads up and then moving the silver railroads up, the brown. I mean, it's just, it's just, it feels like I'm accomplishing something. I know you've played this with me on beat uh, board game arena. This was my number 50, I think. Yeah. It's, and then you also have, I mean, just great fun worker placement spots. This is a, a really good game and it has 46 sorry 46 yeah that's right because you had this uh yeah but it has these gone shang or that that that's pretty clever like feels whenever you're like you unlock this to unlock this you get this bonus that gives you this and you just feel it's really satisfying i don't know how to explain it but i don't i just feel really satisfied really clever as i'm playing this game and unlocking these things. The reason that it slipped a little bit for me is a couple things real quick. One is I don't have German railroads, which might shoot this right back up to the top of the list. I really want to play the German German railroads, um, but I don't. But number two is those bonuses are the same pretty much. So it's not, you know, it's kind of like with Amerigo, how it's not how you're doing the same thing. Like I, I feel like I've kind of understand the strategies in this. I've kind of figured it out. You can solve this game? Is that what you're saying? I think I've kind of solved the game. Now, there's definitely different... I mean, like, you have to pay attention to the worker placement spots and stuff for sure because you might not get to do what you want to do because your opponent took that spot, right? And you might not... Or you might not be able to do it as efficiently as you want to be able to do it. So it's still brilliantly fun, which is why it's number 16 for me. I still love this game, 
but I do kind of have that feeling of I've accomplished this game and it's slipping a little bit because of that. Do you get, does that, does that affect you? Do you, you, you feel like that? Like on certain games, you feel like I've mastered this game. I'm not saying, I've, I mean, <laughs> no, there's I, not a single game that I think I feel that. I don't feel about. like I've mastered it. Cause as soon as I play Jonathan in it, he'll, he'll beat me. I know it, but I do feel like if I play anyone that hasn't played it much, they have no chance. And maybe not mastering it, maybe exploring what you've needed to explore out of the game. Like that's okay, a better. It's a better way to I say get it. This game. Thanks. That's a better because ma- I don't feel like I'm a master of this at, at all. Actually, yeah. that's the way to say it. I, I feel like I've. I love exploring new games and, and trying new things out and trying new strategies. And I feel like, like you just said, I've explored all the strategies, and so it's getting a little bit not as exciting because I've done that. Yeah, I've played this game quite a bit though. It's it's been still great though, man. I mean. 16 overall. I love this game. Yeah. If they yeah. do a reprint of it, if y'all haven't played it, you need to get it. Yeah, there is going to be a reprint and not an English version, but you don't need the English version of this game. You can just print off the English uh, rule book online. Yeah. Everything's language. And like I said, if I got German railroads, it might shoot right back up. I'm sure, you know, it probably would, but it's still, what a good game. You All liked right. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like this one a lot. It's my number 16. My number 16 is a game that I have mastered. <laughs> terraforming mars <laughs> not at all nope. no terraforming mars is a it isn't a card drafting game but it does potentially have some drafting so you're getting these cards and you're playing these cards out it's you heard me talk about underwater cities and i compared these two this one is very much a card game at heart when you play cards it allows you to do different things um, you might get different actions that you can now take you might get this these ongoing abilities, they might be, you know, point generating pieces. Uh, they might just let you put cities out onto the board or, you know, there's lots mm-hmm. of, lots of cards in this game. And I'm, I think this game is a lot of fun. It's, I feel it's also really difficult for me to do well at this game. I feel like I don't do really? very well at this game. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's hard because there's so many different things that we that you can do. Yeah. Now we have a, a buddy Tony who is a, he is a I would say a master at this game. Probably, at this yeah. game. Like he's yep. he's excellent and has played it who knows how many times. Loves this game, and I just this is one of those like really lifestyle games that people like. You know they this is almost like a like an eighteen xx game. It seems like where people yeah. just play this game. This Dungeons is, and Dragons. Yeah, like, I'm this okay is playing this game, game always. Yep. This is the only game I need to play. Uh, it's not that for me, but I still really like Terraforming Mars. I mean, it's there's so much to explore in the game. Yeah. There's, how many cards are there in Terraforming Mars? It's ridiculous, and they're all different. But what's so brilliant, which I'm, it's just higher on my list, is it's it's simple in the cards. You do what the cards say. Like, Correct. I've introduced this to, I've introduced this to my friend and his, at that time, 14-year-old, played it with us. He didn't do great, but he didn't do bad either. Yeah. And it was like, wow. I mean, if he can pick it up like that and actually play and be competitive, I don't think he even came. I don't think he came in last place either. Like that's that's a there's a brilliance to terraforming Mars. That's the just timing great. aspect of this one is what really kind of separates. I feel like those who are really good, like when you manipulate the uh, the temperature, when you're manipulating the oxygen levels mm-hmm. and placing different things out on the board, and the timing of that, I think that's what separates people. But but just to play this game and know how to play, you're right. It's weighted a three point two four, which is 
honestly seems kind of low. It seems low to me. Considering what you're looking at. But like you said, it's super easy to play. It's easy to teach, but it's really... Com- I think it's pretty can be pretty complex it, to be good at this game for sure. Sure. And I mean, there will be... You mean, there can be knocks. I mean, in the sense of, since it's a card game... There is luck involved. You can get some lucky cards at the beginning that will help you, but there's such a long game. I feel like it definitely is beautifully balanced over the course of the whole game. But that's my thought. Any card game has that. It, you're going to have some of that. We were it. having this conversation this morning. We're going to have this conversation more with some other games that come up. But yeah, I, I for me that's not a problem at all. But yeah. there you go, number sixteen. Terraforming Mars. Love it. All right, so my number fifteen game is this is hilarious, y'all. This is so funny. So. <laughs> You know how I've talked about having issues with my spreadsheet? That that laugh was something. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. You should see his face when he does it. I just stare at this face all the time. Oof. And I love it, actually. All right. If you don't move on, I I'm going to name what the game is. So this, you don't know what it is. I do know. You think you know. Yeah. You're probably right. So um, I accidentally had a hole in my list that I just found out about this morning. This is this is terrible. John's number one I, game was I le- yeah. item. I legitimately <laughs> had 19 games left, and I freaked out. I did. You could. I was going. Oh my gosh! My spreadsheet screwed up, and I left a game. So I've actually started like Scythe was 50. That was actually 49, on accident. But what's so brilliant? It was like a moment. That was just so amazing. He was he was like balled up in the corner crying. I was so point. frustrated, but. But then it's like divine intervention, Dean, because I was looking through the BGG top 100 and I went, why, where's that game on my list? And I realized I rate every game I play and I went, I have never rated this game. So it didn't show up in pub meeple. And I guess that's why I said it was divine intervention. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, this game is not only a great game, but it's a top 20 game. I've even thought about it this week going, I got I want to play that again just to kind of feel where it's at. And I didn't get to it. And then I go, I was like, that's not on my list. It was like, I mean, it was like the perfect thing that could happen. I feel so satisfied. It's not only number 20, it's actually number 15 is how much I like this. I almost screwed my list up multiple times, but I feel so good now, Dean. I was going to have to throw a game in that I did enjoy, do enjoy, but I wasn't satisfied with that as being my pick. My number 15 game of all time is what, Dean? Clans of Caledonia. Clans of Caledonia, which is a new-to-me game this year, new-to-Dean game this year, and is ranked 42 overall. Yeah, this was on my list last episode, Yeah, 29. This game is really, really fun. Now, I haven't played Gaia Project, which Dean just... Oh, we got it. Someone just gave it to him for free, (laughs) and I am... Like not even pretending how jealous a little like ton jelly. Thank you, Eric. About Link. that, we appreciate that. Eric Link, if you're listening right now, can I have it instead of Dean? Just, just, just send a message. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding, obviously. Um, thank you though. Thank you so much for that. Now this is artist. Who do you think the artist is on this? <laughs> <laughs> is this Clemens Franz? It is. Yeah, and the designer is Juma Ajuju. And this game, man, it is engine building. So much fun. I love taking off the pieces. It also has, um, obviously, hugely important on where you're placing your pieces on the map. There's like like area, like majorities. There's different things that you're looking 
uh, towards scoring points at the end of the game. And there's also trying to fulfill these contracts. And it can be so tight on fulfilling those contracts. And you want to fulfill more than everyone else. This game is awesome. I love Clans of Caledonia. 15 overall. Booyakasha. Booyakasha. What does that mean? Well, that'll is be that a, what the kids are saying? That's what that'll that'll be on an episode of what the kids are saying from the nineties. Okay. What was that guy's name? I don't know. Beavis? No. <laughs> I don't know what no. you're talking about. No. Okay. Go ahead and do yours All and right. I'll figure it out. Uh my number fifteen, four third sixteen. What are we at? Wow. <laughs> 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. 15, 15. Is a game that John loves. Pretty sure you talked about this one. Yes, you did. You talked about this one, I think, last week. This is a Richard Breeze game, Sebastian Bleasdale. Keyflower. Keyflower. Wow. This is higher on the list than I thought. Okay. You know I love Keyflower. Sasha Baron Cohen. Baron Cohen. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I remember had higher that? higher taste than, than that. Dude, remember that though? Ollie G. Come on. Remember Ollie G? I did don't. you watch Ollie G? You never watched Ollie G? I did not. Holy smokes. After this is over, I'll give you a little, little what, flare. What, what was that on? Because like I had... I can't even remember, actually. Like I didn't have cable growing up. Me so. neither. Oh, okay. But I know... I don't know. Anyway. Okay. First time I saw Beavis and Butthead was in the theaters, and everyone was like, loved it, because they had watched all these TV shows, and I, we didn't have MTV. Eh. What did you think? You uh, it was okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't think that was my thing. Would you let your kids watch that? Uh, I don't remember. Probably not. No, not at this age. I don't think so. Yeah. Me neither. Anywho. All right. My, yeah. So my number 15, 15. it was number 14 last year. So it dropped one. That's a big deal. It's not, (laughs) it's not a big deal. This easily could have been anywhere on this list today, but in this game, it's got worker placement. It's got auctioning. So good. I love this game so much. So much. It was 22 for me. Whenever I think of this game, this, uh, hmm, maybe I should really think through this. This this could be a top ten game at some point. I just this is one I find myself thinking about a lot. Like I want to play that game so bad. Yep. Always. I I, I I same way, but my wife, I played it with her twice and she didn't like it. She was like, eh, it's okay. I'm like, what? I like it better at, at more than two player player counts, but Yes. But I still think it's fine at two. I think it yeah, it's good. It's just yeah. better at I don't I've not played it six. I've played four Maybe five. So I it's can't a remember. Great game. Yeah, it is. I love this. That's what I. <sighs> it also, I've got key uh, keeper. You still never played sitting that. on my shelf. John won't teach it to me. He refuses. I'll teach it to you anytime you want. He said, "I will never teach you this game." I will teach you anytime you want. And what's so brilliant? I said this earlier though. With Keyflower, is I love how the auctioning and worker placement are all part of the same time. Yes, it's not two different phases, uh-huh. which leads you to gut wrenching decisions. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so super, good. super unique, and the so decisions smart. of yeah, so smart. Uh, do I want this tile bad enough in my land, or am I okay just using it right now? Yep. But if I do that, whoever gets that's going to get my meeples. There are so many good decisions in this game. Yep, love it. So Key good. Keyflower. Keyflower. That's my your number, number one game after it. Yeah, it's my number one game. <laughs> that's it, huh? No. Now that you're thinking about it, you're. I'll keep it at fifteen, it but I, this one could rise. That's your number fifteen. My number fourteen is a twenty nineteen game, Dean, and I think this game. Oh, it was already on your list. I'm surprised it wasn't higher, even though I don't remember what number it was, but I'm just surprised it wasn't higher. I'll tell you. But you really like this game. We talked about Alexander Fister earlier. That is Maracaibo. It has gone from number non-existent game to number 14 for me. Yeah, because you hadn't played it, right? It hadn't existed. 
<laughs> it didn't exist. It's it like existed. A, just it's like a have... baby. Yeah, it did. It was existed in prototype form. There we go. And it was like a little baby that was birthed. And when the baby was birthed, daddy likey baby. All right. Maracaibo, <laughs> you are I wanna, sailing the I out of Caribbean room. and you are privateers. We didn't mess that up this time, Dean. It's All not right, pirates. I'm a privateer. We're, you're privateers. Maracaibo, what is so great is I like the way the actions work for sure. Um, because, hey, if your partner, who you're playing with or whatever, is going really fast, you're going to have to go. I mean, you have to pay attention to how they fast they're going. Yeah. Because at, at the end, it stop, they stop twice, so you still get time to do actions. But you have to really the, – the game flows based on other players, which is really brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the card play is phenomenal. And those little tokens, the synergy tokens – are brilliant in this yeah. game. And you uh-huh. feel so satisfied when you get those synergy tokens that, unlo- that get you this income level or whatever happens. And then I really do like the engine building aspect of um, the cards in your tableau, the your merchants or whatever that go out on the board, which is brilliant. How you like slow, you get more and more, you know, the spots that you go out to now matter more because you have this merchant on spot 18 or, you know, whatever it is. I gotta I'm look lo- it up. I'm looking it up. I know you're getting hype. You're getting hype. I can't it. think of what it's called. You're They're excited not merchants. About it. Keep going. Yeah, well, I, there's something. Is that it? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And then the I like the area control, which I'm not. A, I'm not a big area control as a primary, you know, function of the game, but I like it in this game, kicking folk out. My wife doesn't like that part. I don't think. I think she gets frustrated whenever I kick all of her stuff out. But then you have that kind of stock-ish feeling, like you're buying almost stock into the different nations. Yeah. You're not buying stock, but. I mean, you are you're gaining influence with them. Yeah, love that. So it definitely it definitely feels like a fister, and it feels like a love child of a lot of his other games, and it's really good. Yeah, this one was my number thirty nine game, I believe. Um, yeah, I cannot find what those are called, but it doesn't really matter. Those little people that you're putting out on the board. Yep. Uh, anyway, this is a phenomenal game. Yep. Yep. And the, I had we no didn't, problem. You know, we didn't even mention the story mode in all of this. But there, there's a, progr- a pr- progression yes. that happens within this game that... Uh, My wife doesn't like this game, though, which stinks, so I don't get to go through the story mode. We should play through it. That would be awesome. Let's do it. This is ranked 63 overall, and I'm pretty sure if you go back to the tapes, when you said it a couple weeks ago, it was 69 overall, or 68 or something like that. Wow, so it's I think on the it's rise. Gone, I think it's gone up. And dude, do you I think this will pass Great Western Trail? That would be... It, Not for you, it won't. But. It won't for me. I do still like Great Western Trail better. Um... But this is, man, you know, there's certain times when you're like, mm, should I put... Assistant. Assistant, that's right. Should I put this on the list because it's so new? I had no qualms about putting this in this high up on the list. It's 8.3 on BGG for a reason. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love this game a lot. I I, I need to play through, like I said, I, I want to play through the campaign and see. Because I just, I think it's interesting that those different spots that come out onto the board. This, for me... This is not like a ton better, but I like it with great, better than Great Western Trail because there's there's more cool stuff to it. I feel like Great Western Trail could get more samey than Maracaibo. I'm not saying it's, it's samey game because it changes a lot, but you do have the same location. 
pieces. Not exactly though. There. But I mean, like everybody has them the same, and they don't change that much, right? You're just flipping them over. I'm this. That's not a huge knock. I still love the game. I think Maracaibo has more replayability in the long run. I'm stunned that you like more Maracaibo better so far, though, because Great Russian Trail is a little bit lighter, and I just thought that you would. Yeah, you would like it a little bit I think bit it's smoother. I think Great Western Trails is smoother. I game. just feel, yeah, I feel like you would like it because of that. But this game is, dude, 2019 had two games. There's still one game that hasn't even talked about that were phenomenal. And there you go. That's all, all I'm right. going to say. That were just really phenomenal games. Go ahead. Simmer down now. Oof. All right. My number 14 is an Eric Lane game. All right. Rising Sun. Rising Sun, 2018. You nailed it. I, yeah, that's right. So this one is the the uh, follow up to Blood Rage, but this takes place in feudal Japan. There, it's a very, I don't know. There's some similarities for sure. Like it's area control, but there's a lot of differences too. There's action selection in this one, where you are selecting this mandate tile that determines what action is going to be taken that time. You get a little bit of a bonus by being the one who selects that. You're also teaming up, right? You, you find somebody who you can team up with as your ally. You can betray them, but it hurts to do that. And so doing that hurts them. You know, if you get betrayed, it does not feel good. Um, and then the battle system in this is really good as well, where you are uh, aux- or, or, uh, betting on the, the way that the battle takes place. You're betting your money. And I just, I really love this game. The problem is you need more players to play this one, I think. I mean, you could play it with three. Uh, don't know if I've played, yeah, I've played it at three. So th- it's still fun at three, but I just prefer it at a higher player count. I really like Rising Sun a lot. Plus it has some cool miniatures. Yeah. So that's good, right? Never played the game. Not super excited to, but I would. You might like this better than Blood Rage. Wow. Maybe. It's more complex. I've just heard that sure. a lot of people... This is a polarizing game. We've talked about that. There's uh-huh. a lot of people that just don't like this game at all. And that's that's what made me, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to try it. But because I've heard a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the knock on it has to do with that that betting system for the, for the battles. Because it really does slow the game down. And I get that. But it's still interesting. Like, it's, it's this blind... Uh, you, you know, you're putting these behind your screen how you want to battle... And the, I, I just think it's interesting. I think yeah. it's I think it's really cool, but it does for sure slow the game down, especially if you have a battle like that in every, you know, in every territory. It can be a, it can take a long time. There you go. There Rising it is. sun, love it. Rising sun, it's like a golden sunrise, and it's going up in the sky, going Baby. from the east to the west. So sun rises in the east and it sets in the west. <laughs> this is a good. Uh, this is a good lesson. It's not just a good song. There's a There's lesson a good in that. Lesson in there. I'm going to start making um, YouTube videos for the kids that will teach kids things like the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, and just do that voice and that song. You know, like Go Noodle. I don't know if you've seen like some of these. We just did a plug for them. Oh. Yeah, like there's you know that you know the, the little dancing videos and stuff that kids do and they're like learn my ABCs and I'll be like A B C baby D E F I'm better I better stop my number fourteen Rising Sun my number thirteen is a game that I like to get on my soapbox about how it's better than Orleone <laughs> and that is up in the Altiplano. 
It's so high, it's Altiplano. Number 13. <laughs> this game is... This was game, that a joke? Yeah. It's so high, it's Altiplano? Yeah, it's like up in the altitude. The, uh, plan, the Plano altitudes. Okay. Number 276 overall, that is garbage. This game is great. It I is. love the way the Traveler works. I love the way that your warehouse feels as you're building as you're putting your goods and stuff into the warehouse and it feels like, oh, I'm feeling satisfied. Like in Amerigo where you kind of sit back and go, yeah, I did that. But I just, I love ba- bag building to fun. People don't bag build enough, do we? No, I only, I can only think of a few off the top of my head. And they're good. And like quacks and stuff like that's just a good solid game, you yeah. know? Of course, Orle- Orleone, this is just better. Roll but. for the Galaxy. I guess we talked about that. That's That's similar to that. It's a great game, man. Yeah. It's a great game. Anyways, yeah, this is just one that if you haven't played this and you have played Orleone, I really think you should check this out. It's definitely a little heavier, don't you? I mean, it definitely is because you have to pay attention to where you're moving your traveler around, not just straight up taking a worker place. And that's, spot. I think that's one thing that you don't, don't like about, love about this game. Do you like that about it or no? Um, It is more restrictive. For sure. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the reasons why I like Orleans better is because it's not as restrictive. You got to really think ahead. You have to constantly be thinking ahead in this game. You can't because even when you when, as you're setting up for next round, you got to be thinking where is my traveler to do my next action for next round. And so yeah, you you definitely got to. But this I love this game, man. I, I the more I, this was new to me this year. That's why it wasn't on my list last year. We talked about this. Yeah, that's right. This uh-huh. is a new to me game this year. Uh, probably one of the I don't know, but I've played it a lot since. Yeah, and I don't own it, and it's a game that I try to trade Dean every game for. Yep. And one day I'm going to buy it myself. I'm holding off because I know, man, I can get some really I know. good stuff. You know that like whenever there's some gonna trade me like amazing game. I know, I've already offered him like some pretty, what did I offer the other day? That was actually a decent offer, but it you wasn't. You offered what, me Russian Railroads, I no, think? No, that, I offered him Pan Am <laughs> that's and what I'm hoping for. Fast Sloths, which we're going to do a video review of Fast Sloths. Oh, yeah. Which he enjoyed both those games. That's what I'm going to say, and I can tell yeah, you how much. I really did. I thought that for the first time, and I was joking because I knew he still wouldn't do it. For the first time, that was actually an entertainable offer. Yeah. But not super It did get me thinking because I like that Pan Am is like a top three. 2020 game for me right now i think i kind of hope he never trades me because then it will stop the joke oh yeah it's not gonna be funny anymore i'll just figure out another game to try to trade you it's just because i have those cool geek up bits in there that i don't want to get rid of it i totally they're understand. amazing those are awesome all right yep. john's number, number 13, 13 altiplano reiner stockhausen clemens franz my number 12 is a game that's probably i don't think john you've talked about this this is your yes. number 13 you're one behind me yep my number 13 <laughs> <laughs> is a game that I don't think you have talked about yet, but I think it will be on your list. A game. That this could be my number 12. Neither of your list. This might be my number 12. If it is, we can talk about it Was it, it not on your list? We played it for year. the first time, Tennessee Game Days? Not the fall Tennessee The fall game Tennessee Game Days? Game yes. Days? Wow. Gink-opolis? Yes. You're wow. number 13. Give me a high five. Is my number 12, Ginkopolis. Nailed it. Okay, that's great. Ginkopolis is a, it's got a lot of stuff going on. We talked about this in our live show that we did a while back. Uh, I love this Not game. that long ago. Yeah, so this one has, it's got card drafting in it. You've engine got building. Engine building. You have tile placement. You've got lots of cool stuff going on in this, especially engine building. Like that's, it's a very strong engine building game. And you're just building up this city and you're kicking people out. This can be a pretty mean game if you're playing it well. Kicking people out of the city so you can gain... You have to, though. Yeah, you do. You do. Because you need to gain the territory. It has area control in this one. 
this is a fantastic game. And it's being reprinted by Pearl Games. It's not been available for a while, but it will be, I think, this year. I think that's right. It's going to be available this year. A lot of people were really excited about this when we talked about it on the live show because we were so hype on this game. It's fantastic. Steph Hotch is number one game of all time. You know, I'm reading through the reviews, and this gets a 7.4. There's a lot of people that don't really like this game. Promise you this one will be higher once they do the reprint. I think so. I don't think there's much change, although I think there might be some new artwork on there. Is that yeah? This is a. This game is so much more complex than a 2.9 rating. Oh goodness! Somebody, who's redoing the art for this? Is this Andrew Bosley art? No, I don't think so. Is it? I can't remember. You can look on that. Why I just mentioned how I I love engine building, which is this has a strong engine building um, mechanic to it. But I I really love how you have also. You know, that area control, I, it goes back to like, man, that area control part in building upwards as well as outwards is so brilliant, Dean. I love that part about it. I like overbuild actions and tiles and stuff. Glenmore's got that. I love that. But you can just, you just continue to build and how you have to have the higher number to do that. This game is really great. I'm really surprised that there's some people that poo this game. This game is excellent. Yep. This is fantastic. So that's Dean's number 13, my number 12. So back to you, Dean, for your number 12. All right. Woo, that's fast. I wasn't prepared for this. All right. I got to hurry up and come up with a game. Oh, you're just doing it on the fly? This was a top 10 game for me. This one slid out from last year. Had to have some things slide out from, from my top 10. This might not be the only one that did. But this is Puerto Rico. Wow. Puerto Rico slid out a little bit. Last year, it was my number, let's see, number eight game. So it didn't slide too far. I still really love this game. I uh, I try to get this one played at least once a year. Typically, it's about once a year. But in this game, you are it's action selection. When you take the action, you're going to get a benefit. Everyone else gets to take the action, but they don't get the benefit that you get. And what you're doing is you're trying to um, you're trying to build up these crops, and you're going to harvest these crops. But you have to balance the the uh, plantation tiles with the uh, building tiles where you're able to harvest these crops. And I just really like this game. You're selling those goods to get points. You're selling it, trading it to get money. Oh, this is a really, really fun game. I like this. Now, a lot of people that know this game really well, that this is a game where people are like, you know, we've solved this game. If you don't play this game exactly the way that we play it, then you're a moron. We don't want you to play with us. That's what they say. All of them. Wow. Yeah, the ones that are really good, they don't want to play with people that are really bad because they make not the most... Um, educated decisions when they play this game. I'm not one of those people. I just love this game. Puerto Rico. I like Puerto Rico quite a bit. It was close. I, I think it was on my list last year, and it's not on my list this year, but it's still a really, really great game. So much love for that. All right, so Dean, this is my number 11. This is the last for today. Then we get into the top 10 games. My number 11 game is ranked is rated no ranked excuse me 362 overall it's simone luciani nestori mangone man i probably butchered that who's the who's the artist in this (laughs) clemens franz (laughs) that's ridiculous isn't it it is he does so much uh this is a 2018 game that's newton really high on my list number 11 overall wow every time i play newton and you know what it's ranked ranked it's rated 7.6. That's crazy. It That's is. really high. I, I, but I, and I look through the ratings and people, yeah, it's just okay, whatever. I don't care. I love it. I love, you do care because you're reading the ratings. I, love the, I just love to see what other people say. I love the card play in this game. 
and how you do actions based on how many powers you have on your desk. So if I have two icons, the specific science icon or whatever, I get to do a power two action. And so there's engine building in the game. And, but there's definitely different pieces and different ways you can go out and explore the world. You can go up that tech track. The way that the books work is you're putting them into your library. And if you, you unlock certain bonuses, you know, and you're trying to line those up. So there's kind of like a little, little puzzle sort of with that. Something that, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great, it just feels like a great Euro for me. And I know for a lot of people, it's not, it is for me. I think Newton is, is just fantastic. I always want to play this game. I love a good Fig Newton. Wow. I love them. My favorite of the cookie. Would you put this in the cookie category? Ugh. I don't... Fig Newtons are okay. What? They're okay. They're mediocre at best. Would you rather have a Fig Newton or play Newton? I would rather play Newton all day long. Mm, I could I'd also rather have an oatmeal pie than a Fig Newton. Well, that's different. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cookie kind of newton is a fun game i like this one a lot this was a, a surprise for me uh definitely you not, liked it more than you thought you would yeah definitely not in top 100 maybe yeah. it's probably in my top 100 but wrong yeah that's a lot of fun that's it number 11 my number 11 is a game that i really struggled i i'm really struggling with it not being in the top 10 i like this one a lot it is a martin wallace game i know john loves this game I know what this is. Brass Birmingham. Nanty Narking. Nanty Narking. <laughs> what about, actually, Nanty Narking was probably 60, 70, somewhere around Oof. there. Um, I think I'm starting to hate that game. You just hate the idea of the game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Brass Birmingham is the heaviest game of the games I'll talk about today. 2018 release. This was a uh, kind of a reimagining of Brass Lancashire. Uh, Lancashire. And in this game, it's an, an economic game. Okay, where you are building up these different locations around the board, you're building canals in the first era to be able to ship the different goods and also be able to use those goods to build other tiles. And it's, you know, that kind of resource management. And then at the end of that era, all the stuff that was level one and all of your canals just go away and you redo the game all over again. It's, it's basic card playing. You know, you have eight cards in your hand and every time you take an action, you're playing a card this is a phenomenal game. John and I just played this this last week, and I was Dean reminded. Got it. I was reminded how much I love this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I was blown away, but it's it's moved up the list for me, and it's my ratings moved up since since our first rating too. Love it, Brass at Birmingham. I don't want to talk about it. I know you don't. I mean, it's it is great, but I do want to mention that I think Dean, I was I was testing out a little Biblios. Quill and Parchment, which is a new uh, dice game, basically Biblios the Dice Game. Dean and I will be doing hopefully a video review of that. And I, in the middle of that, I thought I really love games that have like two distinct ages where things just change up. And that's one of the things I really like about Brass is that like, and it doesn't change up like everything, but there are enough changes to make it feel like you're entering into this new part of the game, and it feels. It just gives it that totally that new feel that I love. When you first play this game and that happens, you can be like, oh, this really stinks. But you build everything up so fast in that second era, even though everything's more expensive 
and it's you know but but you have a lot more stuff i'm excited about it because if you've got the coal if you get your coal ready to go and stuff like right. that and you're like and other people don't you're like i might be a leg up on that person mm-hmm. um or they can just take your coal which benefits you as which well. benefits you as well and that's that's the my other interaction in this game is really high that that i'll talk about it but the player interaction is i think the brilliance of the game yeah it's okay i know you're you are going to talk about this it is brilliant because oftentimes when you think player interaction it means I do an action that hurts John. That's often what we think of. But Brass Birmingham is not that. It's yeah. actually, I need to be able to get coal to put this building out, and it'll save money because I'm using John's instead of having to buy it from the market or whatever. But it actually helps John. It kind of hurts him a little bit if he it wants to It could be use frustrating if I wanted to use it for something. But yeah. what happens is when all the coal comes off that tile, it flips over, and now he's getting the points from that which is a big benefit and potentially like an income increase or, or whatever benefit you get from that tile. That's really unique. I haven't seen that in many games. There you go. Brass Birmingham, my number 11. Next week, we're going to be doing our top 10 games top of all 10 time. Top 10 games of all time, baby. It's going to be juicy. Oh, why? Because <laughs> it is. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. All I do is spit truth, dog. If you're enjoying our podcast and want to write a review, we we may or may not talk about it on the podcast. We we can't talk about everybody's, but we would. Oh, we can. Maybe if I guess they come in as slow as they have been. We can. Then we can. That's exactly right. If we all of a sudden get a flood, then there you go. Um, but anywho, we would love for you to review it. You can uh, go to MeepleTownGames.com to really check out all of our stuff. We're at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild thirty four zero seven. Thanks for coming down to Mapletown. You love my songs, don't you, Dean? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, the juicy, the, the next week's episode is going to be juicy. Was, it's just like, it's like this be, the gum, juicy fruit. <laughs> How? I don't know. <laughs>